morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Schmendrick Lamar Cohen, <laughs> I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Schmendrick Lamar. That is good. I like that one. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to the, to the show. Matt, how are you doing? After I'm calling doing, me Schmendrick yeah. Lamar, how how are you? How was your week? My week was uh, my week's been good. You know, I uh, did all the all the things and the stuffs and the whatevers. And yeah. how about you? I have had a quite a busy week. I call several dozen people a day, sometimes over a hundred people, and uh, it's starting to to show. I'm looking forward to uh, this uh, this contest happening and us going into the uh, the general election. You are wearing a spike head shirt. Yes, I am. I did not notice that before. That's because I was wearing something over this shirt before. That is amazing. That, by the way, folks, is available on vermintsupreme2020.com. You go to sh- uh, slash shop, and it's right there. You can order it. It's only $19.50. and You can have my head on a shirt with no explanation now, as to who it is or what it's about. It's just... Now, I will just, say that the day that I got this shirt... <laughs> The day that I got this shirt, um, I I was I wanted to wear it, but then I was like, no, I'm not going to wear it because I want to make sure I have it for the show on Tuesday. Right. And, uh, so instead, what I did is when Sarah took the kids to bed, yes, I covered my face just with your face. Oh wow! I wrapped everything else around, and then I stooped down to her height because you know she's like midget, and I stared directly at where she would be walking out and stood there motionless for 15 minutes. I don't know how long I was there. It was a long time. And the next thing I heard was, Oh, God damn it, Matt. <laughs> She's like a giant headed spike has broken into my home. Oddly. It's about the same size. Oh yeah. It's close. Like, Oh no, you're right. Yeah. It's not that big of a difference. That she, is she funny. And that now is funny. Come a rule that I am not allowed to wear this shirt during certain times of the day. That is that. Well, it's a life lesson there. So first and foremost, allow me to thank Ben for the kava that I'm drinking on today's Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut the Seventh for the kava that I'm drinking today. And allow me to thank Le Bleu, Le Bleu for this delicious ultra pure kosher oxygenated bpa free water that i'm drinking on this episode of Bulavanaka. this episode of course is brought to you by the libertarian party dad bod calendar featuring some of the sexiest men in libertarianism uh be sure to get one today it's only 12 dollars shipped great social distancing tool keep people away from you uh by just having lots of sexy libertarian men that you can hang from your your uh, fridge or anywhere you would hang sexy libertarian men. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus uh, in the party that is related to waffles. This episode is brought to you by Murder Hornets, who promise to kill you and everything that you love, and also uh, made us uh, spawn. They basically sponsored us by promising not to kill us. So they will kill you, but not us. Uh, and then uh, this episode, as always, is brought to you by Henry McMaster, who is a bitch. He's a he's a bitch, Matt. 
I don't know the man. So he's a bit. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. He's oh, a and bitch. this episode is brought to you by uh, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, personal injury attorney. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. If you uh, have a personal injury in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. Chris Reynolds. Um, go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and get you some Chris Reynolds. Thank you. Chris Reynolds said, Matt's been happy all day, I'm sure, in that shirt, which he knows. He saw me earlier. Um, and he punks his girlfriend with the shirt. He's already obtained his value. Yeah, no, this va- the value for this shirt was literally obtained day one. Oh, just got- from being able to do that to 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 Sarah. Yeah, no. Anytime that somebody is going to uh, scream "God damn it, Matt!" at me, that means that it is worth the nineteen fifty, the nineteen dollars and fifty cents plus shipping. Right. That 20, you paid twenty-two dollars after everything. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. Well, I'm glad that I could provide you that joy and that, uh, I guess, horror, abject terror to uh, <laughs> to to uh, your your girlfriend there. Um, so speaking of abject terror, uh, due to the recent outbreak of the coronavirus <laughs> at the White House, a few, literally just a few people, uh, have been worrying about Trump catching the disease. But Trump says no fear. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, he says no fear. Uh, he has been taking his own advice and taking hydroxychloroquine not oh, the fish cleaner version not the fish the cleaner actual malaria drug version that's no fear yeah that's good so he he has been taking that uh, of course we may remember the story of the the man who died from taking chlor- uh it's actually uh i don't think that's hydroxychloroquine it's chloroquine phosphate or something like uh, that yes something like that something like that anyway but so it's the same same basic compound or whatever but a little bit different um and his wife fed him the fish cleaner um they said they took it together or she said they took it together um because trump told them to um somehow uh but then i guess that's not the case is that matt is that right matt no we covered this uh in an episode about a month ago i think Mm -hmm. i don't really remember um and it turned out that she was a huge supporter of Hillary Clinton. She's a huge donor. Well, not a huge donor. She's a donor. Right. Uh, comparatively to the amount of money that she allegedly makes, she's a huge donor. Huge donor, she, right. Right. To uh, Democrat, Democratic uh, candidates and different organizations. Um, well, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, why would somebody who's a huge Democratic supporter and uh, donor uh, listen to President Trump, especially after making posts talking about how President Trump is stupid. And then drink fish cleaner. And drink fish cleaner based on his recommendation. Of right. taking a drug that is not a fish cleaner. Um, Robin Dominic says, not seeing this live on YouTube. Um, yeah, okay. So. Yeah, it, you should be able to see it live on YouTube. I'm looking right now. It should... Uh, it should be coming up. I'll double check while you talk about the chloroquine. And we we sort of reference. I'm looking that, right now. Yeah, no, it's on there. We sort of reference that uh, maybe this wasn't an accidental death based on the fact that Trump said it, uh, because 
This woman either is or was under investigation for murder of her husband after our report uh, on the circumstances surrounding it. Uh, there hasn't been an update on it in a couple of weeks, but there was at least three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a homicide investigation going into that exact case, uh, which we sort of alluded to. And if that is what you inferred from it, good on you. Well, that's good. Uh, and of course, uh, think, speaking of people who ingest questionable things, the editor of the communist mouthpiece, the Global Times in China, uh, who well known for eating questionable things uh, that can sometimes end up turning out bad, uh, they tweeted out that Trump was leading the U.S. response with witchcraft and that the witchcraft. Chinese people would have rioted by now. President Trump is leading the U.S.'s struggle against pandemic with witchcraft. And as a result, more than 90,000 people have died. If I were in China, the White House would have been burned down. If it were in China, the White House would have been burned down by angry people in China. In China. I will say that that tweet has since been deleted. Yeah. Because <laughs> suggesting burning down a building in China is in itself illegal. Right. Yeah. A, a top government building and you're going to recommend burning it down. Yeah. So that that's been deleted uh, oddly because the government would probably murder all of your loved ones. If you decided to riot in China, everyone in your neighborhood would suffer as a result of you doing even suggesting such a thing. I would be interested to find out what is the fate of the individual who tweeted that in the first place. <laughs> Would my, yeah. be a good be a good indicator of what would happen if one was to burn down the Chinese government building, uh, the Chinese White House, if you will. There's a joke there that I definitely will not tell. Yes, there's a lot of jokes. There. There's a lot of jokes that I don't tell anymore because I'm running for public office. And that's you know, insensitive, Matt. That's true. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You're going to love later. Um, I'm sure I will. Many members of the Democratic Party have also spoken out about Trump taking the malaria drug. Chuck Schumer appeared on MSNBC's Morning Joe to rip Trump about his claims of taking hydroxychloroquine. And we have video. What he did last night is just an example. As you mentioned, it's reckless to tell people he's using hydrochloroquine. Uh, all the experts say at best it doesn't help. So what about senior citizens who don't go to the doctor who take hydrochloroquine listening to the president? And at worst, it hurts you. So I don't know why he did it. Maybe he has family or friends who own part of the company. It's not unlike this president. Someone at Mar-a-Lago or someone on the phone tells him, oh, this is a good company, and he just talks about it. Maybe he did it um, to divert attention from all the bad things happening. And maybe he's just lying. Um, this president doesn't tell the truth. He may be taking this. He may not. What he does is whatever suits his ego at the moment. What a weird thing that he didn't go with the possibility that he actually is taking it because he's an idiot. Yeah. Like of all the things... I mean, yeah, all those other things are potentially likely, but why not go for the real low-hanging fruit that he's actually is taking it because he bought his own crap and he's not smart. Right. That's instead the angle of, I would have gone with. Yeah, instead of going with, oh, he's doing this for his ego. Or, you know, to make money nefariously. And again, those are possible, 
But I, I think the much with you know the applying Occam's razor here, I have a feeling that the most likely outcome is that he is actually taking it because he does actually think that it does actually work. And I think that that's the I think that's the likely thing here. But uh, not to be outdone by Chuck Schumer, uh, Nancy Pelosi appeared on Anderson Cooper to rip him, uh, and. Uh, she forgot, of course. She she what was it? She gave him a hard time about his weight or something. Yeah, she uh, she gave him a hard time about his weight. Um, we actually just have the clip from that one. We do. We we yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. We, we do. Well, why I, don't I, you Why don't you describe what we have in a clip very briefly? Oh, there so, it is. So you're going to have uh, Anderson Cooper ask a question, and then you're going to have uh, Nancy about President Trump taking uh, hydroxychloroquine. And then Nancy Pelosi, you're going to notice a cut in there, which I did put in there because it's Nancy Pelosi talking about how great Anderson Cooper's new son is. And since that had nothing to do with the question, I did cut it out. Um, it also took like a minute and a half. So I cut all of that out just for time okay um, well i know i know have this breaking news everyone i have this clip and f- the for the first bit matt and i aren't going to be able to hear it but you will and then eventually we will too and that way matt won't keep saying there's no audio because there is they can hear it so we're going to now play that saying that he's now taking hydroxychloroquine um are you concerned as far as the president is concerned um the uh, uh He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group. What is morbidly obese, morbidly obese, morbidly obese, morbidly obese. I I, I think it's not a good idea. That's pretty cool how she, like did the remix thing where she said he's morbidly obese, morbidly obese, morbidly, and got, got closer to the camera each other. Morbidly obese, morbidly obese, morbidly obese. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, I had fun with that video today. I no, it was fun. It. That was fun. That's definitely, I think a great way to spend your, your time is to edit Nancy Pelosi videos. And then that way that, you know, that's just seared into your brain. Um now, of course, she has, and you know, in doing that, she completely forgot about the whole healthy at any size. She did. You know, we are healthy, healthy at, at all weights and size. She's calling out the president for being morbidly obese, even though. So if you take a look at it, according to his latest doctor records, he has a 30.8 BMI, which is obese. But morbidly obese is like a 42, according to the BMI chart. Morbidly obese, morbidly obese, morbidly obese. That's a beat. That is a beat. That's a uh, beat. That, I, I was That's a trap beat, morbidly obese, morbidly obese. But now, of course, Nancy Pelosi uh, really should not. I, do, I, I don't even want to do like, I just, I'm running for office, Matt. I'm running for <laughs> office. Like, <sighs> But yes, Nancy Pelosi should definitely not be complaining about anybody's weight. So, oh, good. It's going to get even better. Speaking of the coronavirus and, and CNN. I'm going to say right now that uh, our very special correspondent, Sierra Peterson, is begging me not to play this joke right now. But we've already queued him up. <laughs> I would like everyone to know 
I'm not 100% on what this joke is, but whenever we have Sierra tell a joke, it's because we don't want to say it. And so I want you to know that I completely disavow whatever is about to happen. And I, oh, I'm just, let's just go ahead. CNN has recently added climate change activist Greta Thunberg to its panel of COVID-19 experts. Oh, no. They should have invited her to be on the panel of experts talking about growing up with fetal alcohol syndrome. (laughs) So, everybody, Spike's running for VP. (laughs) I will I will make the clarification that Sierra did not write that joke. I also <laughs> did not write that joke. I am not making that clarification, but I'm not I, saying I that am all. making that clarification. <laughs> I according to Chris Reynolds. So, yeah. Chris Reynolds just said Spike just texted me that joke yesterday with like ten laughing emojis. That's in no way. I will see you in court. And speaking of personal injury, our next segment, which is also a personal injury, is, of course, the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. If I lose this nomination because of that stupid damn joke. (laughs) If you lose the nomination because of that joke, I will honestly consider it the greatest joke I've ever written. He just admitted to writing it, by the way, everyone. So one hundred percent. If there is a joke that Sierra is telling, I'm the one that wrote yes, it. Yes, I will. That is that correct. Happily. I definitely. Holy hell, man! <laughs> All right. So with the per- we're just gonna moving forward in life. We're gonna we're not looking back. Uh, that we're leaving that behind in the first half of 2020. Um, so uh, the way the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in line works is you can go to. Anchor.fm slash muddied waters and press the leave a message button or send message button. I think it's just just message. Oh, just says message. And, um, and you can leave messages and we will air them right here and answer any questions that you have or any concerns or anything else. And so we have two of them today, uh, from the amazing, beautiful laser legend himself, Matt Hicks. And then from, uh, a uh, Vermin Spike 2020 uh, campaign wunderkind, uh, Dan Faust. And so we will start with the question from Matt Hicks. Hang on. Hey, guys, this is... What? Matt Hicks wanted to be uh, introduced as... um, Hang on a second. Matt Hicks, a.k.a. fucking Nick Sarwark, Sarwark up one word at a time, a.k.a. Laser Legend. A.k.a. Laser Legend. Okay. And uh, so here is the Laser Legends question. Hey guys, this is Matt Hicks calling on the Chris Reynolds attorney at law, personal injury attorney, something, something, something call in line. Um, My question is for my next vice president, Spike Cohen. Hi. Would you please, for all of us out here in radio land, explain to us how it is you intend to reach those who are not in the Libertarian Party when you are nominated to be the next vice president. 
Hashtag laser legend. Hey, thanks for that question. Hashtag laser legend, Matt Hicks himself. Um, yeah, that's a huge part of, of what we've been doing even before we get the nomination is uh, growing the Libertarian Party. We're never going to get anywhere on, on an electoral level in, unless we get somewhere on a cultural level until we actually start getting people who are excited about libertarianism, who want to find out more about libertarianism. And we'll cover more about what we've been doing this past week uh, in the uh, in the uh, campaign update at the end of the show. Uh, but the uh, you know the, the big thing is you have to reach people where they are. Uh, both figuratively and literally. And so even during this time of lockdowns, I've been doing Zoom calls with college courses and I've been engaging with shows and radio appearances uh, outside of libertarian circles to share the libertarian message in a fun and engaging and entertaining and dynamic way that gets people to question their precepts and, and, and wonder, you know, do we need a government? And if we so, do we need a government that's telling us to do all these things? Or can we make a lot of these decisions for ourselves and, and live a more complete life by not having a government, you know, boot on our neck, for, for lack of a better word? Um, and so we've been doing that. We've been, and w- before every, everything was shut down, I was traveling to college campuses to help grow uh, Libertarian Party affiliates there, but also just to share the message of self-ownership and non-aggression and voluntary solutions and uh, and you know property rights and all of that stuff uh, with people who've never heard those ideas. That's what we've been doing with this show. That's what we do with uh, My Fellow Americans, and that's now what we're doing with the campaign. I went and did door-knocking tours and housing projects to reach out to the uh, you know marginalized communities, the poor, people of color, uh, immigrants, you know people that are the most acutely affected by the state because they intuitively understand that something is wrong. Everyone innately gets it, but the, obviously the more harmed you are, the more you intuitively get that something is wrong. So um, that is what we've been doing. And if I'm the nominee, I will be doing that with a much larger platform, going around the country, doing the tours and uh, engaging social media. Uh, Something I will definitely not be doing is uh, using my time on media to vouch for one of the major party candidates, which is what happened in the last cycle. Uh, I will be vouching for libertarianism and the libertarian party and our beliefs and our platform and our principles and our philosophy. You were smiling about something, and I'm scared to find out what it was. I'm just really proud of that joke. I, I am. Was- I don't even. Uh, let me look at the comments because I just. Matt Hicks says that it was the Mortal Kombat finishing move. It was. Andrew Helmstetter says it was pretty tame. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get nominated, folks. Thanks. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, but that to answer your question, that's what I've been doing. That's what I have continued to do. That's what I'm going to do. Honestly, regardless of whether I get the nomination or not, the, the big difference is if I get the nomination, I'll be doing the same thing. I'll just have a much larger platform. If I do not have the nomination, I will be spending several days or several weeks probably at the beach before I get to work. Uh, and so I'll have a nice tan probably be a lot less stressed out, just overall general, better quality of life. And, uh, uh, but I'll still be doing it, obviously not with the same size platform. Uh, but either way, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to help grow local campus affiliates, help, uh, you know, uh, get people solid on the principles that are, uh, you know, that are, are, um, you know, new baby libertarians, help bring people into the party, help bring people into the movement, start working to change the cultural conversation so that we can start seeing cultural changes work their way down to political changes. And so that we can actually get the, the solutions that we want. So that, I hope that answers that question. And again, I do not write the jokes that Sierra tells.
I'd like to just clarify that again. And so this question is from Mr. Dan Faust himself. Hello, Muddied Waters. This is Dan Faust taking a break from delegate calls to leave a message and a question for Spike Cohen, my next vice president. Spike, I've seen this question come up on social media lately, and it sparked a decent amount of discussion. Uh, I just was curious, what's your take on candidates who are running for the vice presidential nomination who have made a conscious decision to avoid any debates where they may be discussing why they're running or their positions? Thanks. Have a great night. Hey, thanks. Um, So first of all, I just want to brag on Dan a little bit. Did you hear that buttery, smooth radio voice that Dan has there? That man has called hundreds of people on mine and Vermin's behalf and and to to help spread the message of, of what we're trying to do, calling delegates and reaching out to them. He is indispensable. I don't even want to know what you're looking at. I have to look. Chris Reynolds says she Spike really likes going to colleges to talk to young girls. There were ma- go back to the pictures. There were many people. There was this narrative that when Stephen Messina tried to start that I only wanted to talk to a specific demographic of people, a very specific demographic of people at the college, the pictures he took disproved that lie only with massive confirmation bias. Could you conclude what he despicably even suggested in the first place? It's not true. I spoke to everyone. I spoke to everyone of all various genders and colors. Thank you. That's, that's, that's the truth. Stephen, why? No. It was not specific. It was very, very... It was everyone. I spoke to everyone. I was a man of the people. And Stephen took the pictures to prove it. So you were not coerced. You were not coerced. Don't do this. Not here. So, Dan, to answer your question, I. it is unfortunate that there are some candidates who are basically refusing to debate. Now... We're going to have a VP debate uh, on Thursday, uh, I think at like 9.30 Eastern. We're going to have one because you sort of have to. Um, and I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I don't know if this uh, particular, if these particular individuals are going to refuse to debate then, which would be interesting. Um, not sure how the delegates are going to see that. Uh, I, I have to think they're going to do it. They're, they're going to have to debate, right? They, they would have to debate. Like, how would that look to say we're not going to debate? And then it's me and like, it might just be me Mm -hmm. because you have to get like 30 debate tokens. It might just be me. Yeah, I think um, I think you're going to have to you're 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 definitely going to have to debate. Well, not you. You are. You're obviously going to. But anybody who is saying anybody who is saying that they aren't going to debate is going to have to stand up stand up on that stage and debate you know sit down in their home sit down right here on the internet where i am and debate yeah yeah and they're gonna have to debate like uh cassie whitner yeah i think it's i think it's whitner yeah i believe it's whitner i owe her a phone call by the way is i don't know if it's cassie or casey but i owe you a phone call so we're definitely going to get on that soon she's saying uh where did that go? Monologue. Yeah, just monologue. Just mon- like, and you could do it. You could monologue for the I could entire- talk. I literally talk for hours at a time every single day of my life. So yeah. I could definitely, if they, if I'm the only one that shows up and they ask me the questions, I'll just walk up and 
hit every softball out of the park. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't imagine. I, I, they would have to debate. There's no way, you know, Andrew Helmstetter says, hopefully they don't. And it looks horrible. I mean, listen, I, I, I can't see how it wouldn't because some of the people who are refusing to debate right now are already getting backlash for it. And I've been pretty magnanimous about it because I'm not trying to be like, you're a, you're a chicken. Like, it's not about that. It's about the delegates deserve to hear from us, not just individually giving, you know, uh, uh, you know, giving our, our platform, you know, without it being scrutinized at all. We deserve to be compared and contrasted directly using the same questions and the same terms and conditions and to allow the delegates and the voters and the viewers to tune in and ask their questions. And it's it is unfortunate when you consider that the uh, that, you know, I mean, there's another presidential debate going on right now. There's one every single day this week. There's yeah. been like 50 debates or some ridiculous thing like that. And there's been one VP forum that wasn't really a debate, but I mean, it kind of was a debate um, with the Mises Caucus, which not for nothing earned me the Mises Caucus endorsement. Just mentioning that. Uh, but so, you know, I think we need to have, uh, we need to be able to have that discussion. I did not admit Jason to knowing Stephen Messina. I just mentioned, oh, I guess I did. Yeah, you mentioned that you were at least with him. Oh, no. You know, I was thinking about it, and I really wish you had done this. But for your shirt. It is not. This is not that serious. I think that this would have been. It, I think that this would have been a much better. I swear to God, if I don't get the nomination. I am going, everyone here is my enemy except for Casey. Okay, everyone, I love Casey. And I guess Sean and John Luke. Really just Matt. And I probably Chris Reynolds. Um, Jessica, if you want a Spike shirt, uh, you go Vermin. Oh, yeah, Steve Messina. Well, I don't know him. I, I definitely don't. Oh, I don't know him either. Um, Jessica, uh, Spike shirt, you go to uh, VerminSupreme2020.com slash shop. And it uh, it is there. Um, no, Jessica, you're definitely not on my, on my crap list. If this all goes south, um, I would say that, uh, Matt is, and I guess Steven Messina, who I don't know. And Jason. I, and Chris Reynolds. Yeah. Jason on the air, put his microphone over his eye and started calling himself Spike Crenshaw. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Spike Crenshaw. I saw that. I saw that. That was kind of ableist, but okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, whatever, whatever. I don't even care. So this was a short show. Bye everyone. No. Um, so, you know, we kept this show very short, obviously, because this is the final days of the convention, um, or final days up to the, the first half of our bifurcated or bifurcated convention that we have bifurcated. It's a bifurcated rump convention. The rump has been bifurcated. And we are in the first furcation of that bifurcation. Furcatism of that furcation. Bifurcation. We're doing the nomination this weekend. And so because of that, we wanted to actually have the time, um, the... Uh, have the t- I was going to correct your your Jason um, to have the time to talk with the delegates and have the time to answer any questions and concerns that you might have. Uh, I'll be doing another one tomorrow, sort of an AMA on my show. Uh, might have a special guest. Might have a special guest. 
might just have a special guest there. But um, if not, then uh, it'll just be me answering uh, whatever questions that uh, that I can answer. But uh, so without further ado, let's go to the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign update brought to you by Vermin Spike 2020. Vermin Spike, Vermin Supreme 2020.com. Well, it's been a fun week. Uh, as you know from last week, um, I did get the Radical Caucus endorsement as well as the Mises Caucus endorsement. Uh, I am well on my way to earning yet a third caucus endorsement that I haven't quite gotten yet, but that's going to be released soon. And also, uh, uh, and I will be doing a poll to see if I can in fact win the Waffle House endorsement, the Waffle House caucus endorsement. You know, it's not an assured, and because I am the head of the caucus and, and also the executive committee and also the judicial committee, I don't want to, you know, unilaterally uh, bifurcate that process. And so I will be um, bifurcating via you, the members of that caucus. So, um, but we get, did get those. I've gotten well over 100 endorsements from, uh, uh, you know, major figures uh, within the Libertarian Party and movement. The uh, I got uh, the endorsement of Hody Johns of We Are Libertarians. I got the endorsement today. I'm calling it an endorsement. He all but endorsed us of Chris Spangle, uh, the head of We Are Libertarians. Uh, the uh, Kim Ruff, the former presidential campaign, uh, for, former presidential nom, uh, in, uh, candidate, Kim Ruff. Of John Phillips Jr., who was Kim Ruff's uh, running mate, he endorsed me. Uh, got another endorsement that I can't wait to tell you about uh, of, from the most famous libertarian uh, in the country right now. Uh, just got that earlier today, and uh, like he's legitimately the most famous libertarian in the country and the world. W- would you not say that? I would say, yeah. Right now, he probably is the most famous libertarian in the world. Yeah, I got that earlier, so I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but we, uh, you know, so I got several dozen endorsements uh, from delegates, uh, state affiliate chairs, state affiliate vice chairs and secretaries and everything else. Uh, people really just literally, you know, legitimately coming out and, um, you know, coalescing behind me as a candidate. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I am incredibly humbled by the whole thing. Uh, elected officials, libertarian elected officials like Deborah Altman uh, in New York City and Richard Manzo in New Hampshire. Um, Richard Manzo is, of course, famous for uh, because becoming the library commissioner and the following day the library shut down and have remained shut down for over a month now and so now we're trying to get him on the hillsborough county new hampshire uh make him the commissioner of their uh, treasury uh the treasurer commissioner treasury commissioner so that he can shut the treasury down um and then eventually move him on to the president of the united states where he will actually shut down the entire federal government uh he is unfortunately only 21 right now uh so we'll have to wait 14 years for that or actually i guess uh 16 years because you have to wait till the next cycle um anyway so uh just many 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 endorsements they keep coming out of the woodwork every single uh every single day i just got another one joshua arnone i think it's arnone is that correct as the chair yeah. of the uh Pisca- Piscataqui- quiz Piscataqui County, Maine. I endorse Spike. Uh, Chase Oliver, who endorsed me as the uh, chair of the Libertarian Party of Atlanta, has just said that the Libertarian Party Star Trek Caucus endorses Vermin Spike, uh, but only because with time travel comes warp drive. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, this is how it's been going on for for the past week or so. Uh, when Justin Amash dropped out back in, on Saturday, we had a huge influx of people joining the uh, Vermin Spike campaign as a result of that. Um, and... Uh, 
Um, yeah, what about your nipples, man? Has Have Matt Wright's nipples endorsed Spike Cohen? I don't know. You're going to have to ask my nipples. Hey, guys. How you doing? What do you think of Spike? I love, I love Spike. I think Spike's the best. See, that's why I have the mic like that, because I can do that. Why do you think my nipples sound I like that? Much, much nipple. Me too. And I love Spike. I'm so nipply. Yeah, uh, so uh, my nipples don't feel pain, so of course they endorse Spike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and actually, I will say that as a now officially I hate you, Spike, uh, card-carrying member of the Libertarian Party. You're National. Welcome. You're welcome, Vermin Supreme. I endorse, I also endorse Spike for VP as a as a as a actual unwitting member, actual unwitting member of the Libertarian Party, not just of Georgia, but of the National Party. The National Party got my card in the mail today, and I saw it, and I went crap. I Happy birthday, to- Matt. I didn't want to join the party. Happy birthday. Uh, so proud of you. <laughs> so we yeah, so we got those endorsements. Um and uh we put out two ads uh this and, and we, we actually use them in the intro and we'll we'll play them again during the outro. But we, we put out two ads uh in the past week. Uh one has gotten over a hundred thousand views and one has gotten something like sixty thousand views. And they have tur- a bunch of people that were on the fence about us have been turned just by watching these ads that are one is a minute long and one is a minute and a half long. It's two and a half minutes that have completely flipped people. That's how the good they are. So I'm gonna play them again now because I if you're watching and haven't been flipped, you need to be flipped. So you're gonna watch this. Um, Chase Oliver, the hot dog is a sandwich caucus endorses Spike Cohen. See, the, the endorsements are just rolling in. Many of them are just Chase, but but I'll take it because I can put that on a meme and, and say, you know, yet another caucus has endorsed me. Um, oh, breaking news, the smoked salmon caucus, of which I am the chair uh, unwittingly appointed, uh, has just endorsed me. Thank you. Bass wants to know what cabinet position is Matt guaranteed when you win the election. And that I think is actually the most important question that has been asked today. We talked about that. Aren't you, you're doing press secretary, right? Uh, VP press secretary. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be my press secretary, which basically means we're just going to do this show on the white house lawn every day. (laughs) We have questions. No, no. Hold your questions. till Hold on. We're going to tell you what happened this week first. Yeah, but yeah. Hold your questions until the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds line has been and fully. Call, call them into Anchor.fm. Yeah, call your questions into Anchor.fm, and so then, and you know how that mic is real low. We were talking about in the, in the last episode. We'll make them talk it into the mic, and then we'll make fun of them as we listen to it. We're like, oh, what do you think about the recession? Like, you know, we'll we'll do it like that. Um, so that's definitely uh, Matt Hicks says he wants to be the VP hype man. You sort of already are. Um, Chris Reynolds says the tilapia caucus is on the fence. I don't want hate group endorsements. (laughs) Okay. I don't want that kind of element associated with my, with my, 
negativity in your life. Don't I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Don't talk to me. I don't need the freaking shit fish Shane caucus over there. I, I don't need that. Um, so here are the ads uh, that we play. Here's the first one, which is called uh, You Are the Power. That's like really up-tempo. I really like that. And so that got a bunch of people. And then I came up with the idea after watching that. I'm like, oh, we need to put out something like with a nice short snappy message. And so I on, uh, this was Friday night, I reached out to our ad guy and said, I have an idea for an ad. If I send you video Saturday morning, do you, uh, you know, do you think you could get it out by like Monday or Tuesday before the, the convention? And he said, yeah, sure. And so I, I put I put together my video and sent it to him to make into an ad, and he put it up like at 4 p.m. So it was like six or seven hours later he put this up, and uh, it is uh, possibly some would say it's what made Justin Amash drop out. I'm certainly not going to say that, but especially since he dropped out before this this right. drop. But but <laughs> the timing's not the timing's not right. The timing's not right. But 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 it's really good. So check it out. We aren't supposed to live this way. We are forced to stay in a corner and do as we're told, while people who presume authority over us live like royalty at our expense. We are robbed to pay for endless war, endless brutality, endless harm of innocent people. We are left hopeless, scared, disillusioned, broken. We watch unimaginable suffering all around us, and we feel powerless to stop it. But we're not powerless, and we don't have to live this way. We own ourselves. We were made to be free. We were made not to harm each other, but to help each other. We own our lives, our bodies, our labor, and our property. We will stand side by side and help one another. We will fight back against anyone who would try to control us. Now is the time to reject false authority. Now is the time to disrupt. Now is the time to heal. I'm Spike Cohen, and you are the power. Alec. So that's gotten something like 60,000 views. And we're not paying to promote these. We just put them out on Twitter and Facebook, and they're just 
going crazy. And yes, thank you, Chris. I, I, I was showing the chest hair there. I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I want to prepare people for the reality of a Spike Cohen vice presidency, which involves a lot of toplessness and a lot of chest hair and a lot of like rippling pecs and abs. Just, just, I mean, I mean, this is like, this is what America needs. And I don't care who says otherwise. I don't care. I don't care. And so, you know, we're preparing people for that. And speaking of hair, of course, towards the end there, we got a great, uh, a great, uh, uh, I guess, cameo by my terrible cowlick that was on the back of my head. It actually doesn't look as bad there blown up as it does look in relation to the rest of my head. Because actually the rest of my head's only this big and the cowlick was like that big. And I didn't know in the final cut I thought they would just have me say, and you are the power. And then they would go to the thing. Instead of, and you are the power. Cowlick! And, uh, you know, it's like, I'm Spike Cohen, and this is my Cowlick. And so, anyway, whatever. It's up. It's happened. I don't even care. And then now there's a new ad that we are dropping right now. Matt hasn't even seen this. This is a brand new ad. If you like those other ads, this ad is going to take you to a level of support for this campaign and for what we are doing, that it will completely overwhelm you. You will want to sign up and join. This is our final pre-convention ad. I have 100% seen it. Oh. You sent it to me. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm I'm Spike Cohen. I'm I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike. I'm Spike Cohen. 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 I'm I'm Spike Cohen. 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 And you are the power. No cowlick on that one, by the way. Yeah, I showed that to uh, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, the other day, and he thought it was the best political ad he's ever seen. So there's some confusion here. Joshua asks, I'm Spike Cohen. No, I'm Spike Cohen. You are are the power. power. So we're going to make a Venn diagram, and it's going to be one little tiny circle that says Spike Cohen, and that's me. And then there's going to be this much larger circle that constitutes all 7.5 billion people besides me that are on the planet and that's going to say the power and then and then in parentheses you and so and they won't touch there won't be any overlap there'll actually be quite a bit of distance because i am spike cohen and you are the power so you're not the power i'm not the power i'm spike cohen you are the power. I'm not the power, though. No, you are the power. I'm Spike Cohen. Right, I get that, but since I have no delegate ability, no, everyone is the no. It's that's for everyone. That's a general. That's a general facing campaign out there. Everyone is the power. Plus, you are even more the power because you are a Libertarian Party national member. Yep, can't wait for one year. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you have to keep signing up. You know, I we need I need to get reendorsed after re uh, nominated. You know, in four years for reelection when we when we you know need reelection for four more years. Of Vermin Supreme and Spike. you as a non-member of the Libertarian Party. Hmm? I can endorse you as a non-member of the Libertarian Party. It shows outreach to outside of the party. I'm going to sign you up again. <laughs> I'm going to sign you up again because you deserve it. You treat you don't spend it all in one place. Um. So yeah, so let's go through some of these questions and stuff. It's basically, people. Asking if they're the power. Yeah, the Venn diagram will actually be social distancing because I'll be over here as Spike Cohen and at least six feet away will be everyone else. The power. You. Um. <laughs> Matt Hicks. <laughs> I'm not reading that, Matt Hicks. There is no way I'm going to read that on the air. I allowed C- sweet little Sierra to read that joke and I will not read what you asked me to read. Yeah, no, I just saw it. I will not read that live on the air. If Sierra wants to call in and read it, she can. Yeah. Sierra, you want to call in here? I'm going to give Sierra the phone number. Send Sierra the phone number so she can call into the hangouts and give that, give that joke if she wants to. If she doesn't, (laughs) then let's just not. All right, cool. So, yeah, so that's... Why did you wait to drop an ad one week before the vote? For maximum effect. Now everyone's paying attention. This is what's interesting, Chris, and I didn't get it. Now that, you know, making the calls and stuff, a lot of people weren't returning our calls. Now people are returning our calls and actually returning calls that we had left weeks before because now they're paying attention. And it's very interesting. I think we sometimes get caught up so much in what happens on social media, we forget that the vast majority of delegates, forget the voters, but the vast majority of libertarian delegates, they haven't really tuned in. They knew that there was vermin supreme and they thought, and we've had so many people that are like, oh, did Amash drop out? Oh, okay. Oh, you're running for VP? I didn't even know who was running for VP. Oh, is such and such running for VP? No, they're not. Oh, okay. Well, I had no idea. Like, And they're just now tuning in. So we have done this for maximum effect because now delegates, knowing that it's coming up time to do this, have have gone and, and you know looked into uh, you know who is running. And so we, we put it at what, what we believe is the perfect time because this has been, our arc has been pitch perfect in terms of, of getting the level of support and momentum that we need uh, for election day, for the convention day. So I feel very good about what our timing was. And, uh, you know, we're just putting stuff out there, contacting as many people as possible. If you are a delegate, you got an email from me uh, just a couple hours ago. And I know that it was just a couple hours ago because a couple hours ago, my phone started blowing up. So I will be returning calls and text messages uh, as much as I can, as quickly as I can. Um, so I definitely look forward to that and because uh, I, 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 I love talking with the delegates. I love you so much. I love you. Love you. So. Uh, Casey Whitener, which mm-hmm. glad I learned how to say that. Casey Whitener, uh, help someone who doesn't know a lot about Vermin understand why you're aligned with him. I still have research to do, but Matt Hicks is lobbying hard for your camp. So I'm here. Well, thank you, Matt and Casey. That's an excellent question. You know, so this time last year, when I heard that Vermin was running for the for the the, the nomination campaign, first of all, I'm a big fan of Vermin's. I've been following them since I believe 2008. It was either 08 or 2012, but I think it was 08. And 
I have just been, I've loved him. I thought he was perfect. I totally got the joke. I got behind what he was doing. Uh, I thought he was hilarious. I, I, I loved the attention he was getting. I cheered him on when he would get, you know, fourth place and third place in the primaries, even though literally all he was doing was walking around with, you know, a pony and, and yelling from a, a, an air horn or whatever, uh, from, or from a, a loudspeaker or whatever. And so the, you know, I have always been a fan of his. When I heard that he was actually making a serious run for the presidency this year, last year, um, I was a little concerned. I thought, yeah, you know, he's funny and I get it and I get the joke, but is this the look that we want? But a lot of people that I really respected, kind of similar thing with you, Casey, you know, someone that you, that you respect their opinion is really pushing hard for him. And I thought, I need to look into this because maybe I'm missing something. And I was. It turned out that I wasn't the only one who got it. I wasn't the only one who loved him. People innately get the allegories and analogies behind what he's promoting. This idea that a man can simply put a boot on his head and claim authority is no more or less ridiculous than someone putting a badge on their chest and claiming authority. Uh, a, a man, someone claiming that they're going to give you free ponies and and they're going to you know uh, uh, go back in time and kill baby Hitler and they're going to do all these different things is no more or less ridiculous than any other politician promising you a bunch of things that no one really thinks is ever going to happen. The difference is he's joking and everyone knows it. He's simply laying bare the absurdity and the farcical nature of the system. And so, uh, and, and then I saw the, the actual metrics. I saw that he had way more social media reach than anyone else running. I saw how much more engaged the, the fans are of him. I saw when he would go out and put that boot on how he would get mobbed with people. I saw personally when I campaigned with him in New Hampshire. Everywhere we went during the New Hampshire primaries, we'd go, we went to the Tulsi event, the Yang event. We went to the Bernie Sanders victory speech. Everywhere we went, people stopped paying attention to the candidate that they had traveled, in some cases, hundreds or thousands of miles to see, and they immediately started paying attention to Vermin. Selfies with Vermin, pictures with Vermin, signatures by Vermin. They were having selfies taken with me and pictures taken with me. They didn't know who the hell I was, but I was there with Vermin, and so they wanted to be a part of that. And a lot of those people, when their respective candidates dropped out, they didn't go to whoever the Democrats went for. They went for Vermin, because here's the thing. Every single election cycle, we fall for the same trap. We are told as libertarians and third-party candidates in general, and independent candidates in general, we're told that if you present a nice, respectable politician, a nice, respectable candidate, and have him show up and give nice, agreeable, respectful, dare I say, passive interviews, and, and you know respond in the way that is asked of them by the media, uh, then the media and the, corporation, uh, the, and the government and the corporate media will give them a seat at the table. This time, they will finally let us compete on equal terms with the with the Republican candidates. And every single cycle we fall for the trap and every single cycle they pull the rug out from under us. We show up and they treat us like a joke. We show up and they do nothing but throw gotcha questions. Yeah, exactly, electable, an electable candidate. And we show up and they treat us like garbage. Gary Johnson went to one gotcha question interview after the next and knocked it out of the park. And then one day they were able to find that one thing he didn't know. And he said, I'm sorry, what is Aleppo? And that has become what everyone remembers. What is Aleppo? How dare you not know every single city in every single country? And when they told him what Aleppo was, he immediately gave an amazing response to it. He talked about non-interventionism and how U.S. involvement in foreign wars just makes things worse and it's not helping things and we need to get out of there and blah, 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 blah. No one remembers that part. 
because the media focused on, hey, look at this moron. He didn't even know what Aleppo was. Oh, you can definitely ignore him. You can ignore third parties. You can put them over here and not worry about them. You focus on the Republicans and the Democrats because that's where it's at. Vermin subverts all of that. I subvert all of that because we create something that they have to pay attention to, not because they want to, but because they have to. You know why? Because media, especially TV media, is a dying medium. Podcasts, uh, the social media in general, live streaming, all of that stuff is growing. Their corporate mainstream media is slowly dying and withering away. They need people to watch. They need ad revenue. And we can provide that to them. And then they're happy to interview us, at least initially, because they think, oh, look at these clowns. They're going to show up and we're going to make them look like fools and that'll be that. But that's not what happens. We show up and make them look like fools. We show up and turn the punchline around to them. We show up and grill them. We show up and put them under scrutiny. We show up and make them question their precepts and their beliefs on live TV and make them question themselves in front of the world watching. And the people who show up because they're entertained and want to watch more love every second of it because they hate the media too. And they love watching it, and they become entertained. And because we're coming at them primarily with entertainment, their cognitive defenses go down, and they actually listen to what they have, to, what we have to say. Because we're not just some politician saying something that either they don't believe or might challenge their beliefs, and so they put their defenses up and say, "Oh, I hate that person. I can't believe that they that they said that thing because I don't agree with it." But we're entertaining them, and we get their attention, and we get their hearts and minds, and then they become so intrigued with what we're doing that they want to know more. They reach out to us and say, well, what did you mean by that? And, and you know, what, what, what are you really doing? You can't possibly just be doing this as a, as a goof. You know, you're an actual party nominee. What is it that you want? And that's when we hit them with the real message. We talk to them about the actual libertarian message that you own yourself, your life, your body, your labor, your property, that we will stand with you against anyone who tries to take those things from you, including government. And that we are here to stop the bad, centrally planned decisions that the Republicrats have given you, that have created this dystopian nightmare that we live in now, and have made us increasingly more uh, vulnerable to things as bad as food security and in some income security, that have, have completely left behind entire generations of people, and have completely left in, in the dust most of the population, at the expense of that population to the benefit of a small and dwindling minority of incredibly wealthy and powerful cronies and their government controllers. That is what our message is. And we will be able to give that message by getting their attention, entertaining them, lowering their cognitive defenses, uh, portraying ourselves as empathetic characters who actually care about them, and then hitting them with the real message. We call it boot pilling, and it works 100% of the time. We just won, uh, and the, the proof is positive. Uh, last month, the Libertarian Party had a presidential recruitment competition where they gave a special link to each of the presidential candidates uh, and, and invited them to bring people into the party to gauge who was able to recruit the most number of people uh, that month. We brought in more than twice as many uh, new recruits to the party as every other candidate combined. We demonstrated in just one month what we had been doing for months and that is completely changing the face of the party by bringing in people that are just now learning about libertarianism because of us and because of our actions. That is why I am 100% behind Vermin Supreme. There are some other really good candidates who are very principled and are very good at articulating the message. And it will not matter if no one ever tunes in. And it will not matter if they show up and give agreeable interviews and get slapped all 10 ways to, to Tuesday or Sunday or whatever day you get slapped. 
10 ways too and and get you know beaten up left and right until you can until you know it no longer matters until they can just safely say oh yet another kooky third party candidate you can ignore them that's what will happen we need to break that cycle we need to break this you know us playing charlie brown to lucy they're lucy with the football where they tell us nope this time we'll definitely let you kick the football okay and we go up and we queue up and run up to hit the football and they pull it out from under us this time we spike the football without even letting them give us a chance to kick it that's what we do with vermin supreme let's boot pill america that is why i believe that vermin supreme is our best pick and why i believe i'm his best pick for for running mate uh, we actually had a question come in off of muddiedwatersmedia.com. Oh, nice. Yeah, which anybody that ever wants to do that, go ahead. That's cool. Yeah, definitely do that. Go to muddiedwatersmedia.com and, and ask us there. Yeah. Um, where does the Vermin Spike campaign stand on the issue of Matt's vampire nipples? Listen, I don't want to condone that kind of thing. What I will say is we are believers in bodily autonomy. You should be allowed to put in or take out anything you want in your body, including the nerve endings in your nipples. And again, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist, maybe, maybe vermin isn't, but I myself not in favor of that kind of thing. I think if that's your lifestyle choice, you are free to do it. That has nothing to do with me. You know, um, I just, you know, if you want me to, to bake, a nipple cake for you, I might not. I might. I might bake a, a nipple cake, but, you know, it's my right to refuse to bake a nipple cake, especially a vampire nipple cake. Thank you for that question. That was from Jean-Luc Teske. Oh, Jean-Luc also asked in the, uh, in in when we posted it on Money Waters, he asked if I would run as a, uh, a VP candidate for someone else. Uh, Vermin Supreme and I have been very clear that I believe he is the best pick for president, as I just said, and he believes that I'm the best pick for vice president uh, for similar reasons. Uh, and we are running as a ticket. We also recognize that the Libertarian Party delegates can choose whomever they want in whatever combination. They can pick both of us. They can pick neither of us. They can pick Vermin and someone else for his VP, or they can pick another president and me for VP. Um, obviously, we would prefer and think it was, is the best path forward for the two of us. Uh, but with that said, we have we have both been very clear that if one of us does get our respective nomination and the other one doesn't, whichever one of us does get the nomination will happily and humbly serve, and whichever one of us does not get the nomination will enthusiastically support that ticket. So, you know, yes, the question is... The, the short answer is yes, but we do believe that we are best as a pair and we believe that we uh, provide an opportunity to get us. Imagine a Vermin Spike nomination and imagine the amount of media attention that we'll get that the time traveling wizard uh, that is promising everyone a, a you know free ponies and wants to make it sure everyone's brushing their teeth and is you know Jewish sidekick who wants to give you a cheesy bread and keeps mentioning a badger but won't explain it. This is going to get a tremendous amount of attention. It has to get a bunch of attention. In this nightmare of a situation where Donald Trump 
and Joe Biden, who are universally hated outside of their their core, you know, uh, most partisan supporters. Most uh, Democrats do not like Joe Biden. A good number of Republicans do not like Donald Trump. And everyone else, the moderates, the the nose holding voters who just pick which side they think is less detestable than the other, the the non voters, forty six percent of eligible voters did not vote in the last presidential election. So nearly half of voters who have completely tuned out, who absolutely hate all of these people, how easy will it will it be for us to get that fifteen percent in the opinion polls to be able to uh, qualify to be on the debate stage? Because especially right now when you know we're kind of stuck at home and there's not a lot we can do what could be more entertaining than having vermin supreme on the debate stage with donald trump and joe biden imagine a reality that you as a delegate can help create wherein donald trump joe biden and and uh uh, uh, vermin supreme are on a debate stage together and of all three of them only the man with a giant boot on his head is the one who's able to form a complete sentence. That is, ah, that is something that alone will get us way more of the vote. If we consider 5% to be victory, then we will blow through that. If we consider double digit, di- digits to be victory, I think that we will easily get that. And, you know, I, I think, you know, we, if, if we are ever going to win an election, we have to do these things. We have to get in the cultural consciousness. We have to move the needle in the public opinion. We have to get into the greater body politic and actually change the cultural conversation. And if there is any candidate, if there is any ticket on the Libertarian Party that actually has a chance of winning this election as a Libertarian, it is vermin supreme in me. I truly believe that. I would not be running if I, if I didn't believe that. And we have the metrics to show it. So that is the answer to that. And with that We had teased it a little earlier, but I got to speak with the most famous libertarian in the world, in the world right now. Uh, And for some reason, I was not able to download this video, so you'll have to bear with me, but it's here and I will have to play it. But I had a conversation with one you've, I'm sure you've heard of him, Josh Dial of Tiger King fame. This is not edited, so I'm just going to play it through. Um, I was going to edit it down a little bit for brevity purposes, but I'll go ahead and just play this segment of it. Um, but this is from Josh Dial, and Josh had a very interesting thing to tell everyone, so be sure to tune into this. Speaking of politics, and um, you recently were on uh, the System is Down podcast with Daniel Smots, and uh, and you were talking with him, and you endorsed uh, you endorsed our ticket. You endorsed Vermin Supreme. Um, but now you also, I just want to be clear, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you, you've endorsed, have you endorsed me as well? Are you endorsing me as well for, for vice president? Yes, I am. I am absolutely endorsing Spike Cohen for vice president. And, you know, mind you, this is my first ever election that I have supported, uh, uh, uh you know, this, this type of ticket. I'm usually a pragmatist. I usually okay. go with the pragmatist ticket. Um, and, uh, you know, as the years have gone by, as many libertarians will sympathize with me, um, as the years are going by, um, I find myself uh, moving further and further away from maybe the pragmatist uh, view um, and kind of take the view of a, of just a staunch libertarian who is not afraid of apologize, you know, who's not going to apologize for our beliefs, but's going right. to stand up for them. Um, and I saw no greater ticket than you guys. Well, that's fantastic, man. Thank you so much. And, and we, we agree. I mean, the, the, the thing with libertarianism is, the thing with any political or social change, 
the people had to be who wanted to make changes, what, abolishing slavery, uh, getting women the right to vote, uh, civil rights, you know, ending forced segregation, um, you know, ending wars, things like that. The people who pushed those things did not present, you know, scared half measures. They presented the entirety of what they wanted and demanded, and they agitated for change. And they used that, they leveraged that to get as much power and as big of a seat at the table as they could. And depending on how big of a seat at the table they got, then they could get some level of incremental change. Maybe they got 100% of what they wanted. Maybe they only got half of what they wanted. Maybe they got even less. But they couldn't get anything until they actually got a seat at the table. And they didn't get a seat at the table until they actually affected the, the, the greater public conversation, which is something you've done probably, possibly more than any other single person this year. And I'm greatly appreciative of that. Um, and so you see firsthand how you know, going and, and not presenting a, you know, a watered-down, milquetoast version but really just a very unvarnished ber- version of what you believe gets a tremendous amount of attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really one of the biggest things I, I like about Chill's campaign is that you guys are campaigning to the young people. Yeah. And I really, uh, I don't see that in any other campaign. Um, maybe it's there and I'm just not seeing it, but you guys are really going to the young people in America and you're speaking truth, which is great. Because young people, they're smart. Um, one could argue they're smarter than they ever have been. Um, and uh, they know when they're being lied to. Um, so if we do go with our message and we try to water it down, uh, they're going to see right through it. Exactly. And Thank you. They're going to see right through it. And I think uh, in order for us to be a, 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 a major party going forward um, through, for the next you know, 20, 30 50, even 100 years, uh, we have to make sure that the the, gen, the, the new generation uh, uh, of voters um, know who we are um, and know what we actually stand for. Well, and I agree 100 percent and I appreciate your endorsement. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, are you uh, if you know you want to do these tours, if we do get the nomination, we're going to be going all around and, and, and you know, agitating, agitating for, you know, the, the, the ticket and promoting the, 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 the not just our campaign and, and, and but, you know, the entire libertarian platform and all of the down ballot candidates. Is that something you'd be interested in, in joining us in, in, in doing our our uh, campaigning shenanigans? Absolutely. I think it would be one hell of a time. That is fantastic. That is awesome, man. We would love to have you. I know I, I know, Vermin would love to have you as well. Okay. Not only did Josh Dial endorse me and reiterate his endorsement of Vermin, he's a prag who endorsed me. And he said that he is going to campaign with us if we get the nomination. So yet another sweetening of the pot. If you want to see Josh Dial out campaigning for libertarianism, vermintspike2020.com. Or not .com, vermintspike2020. We'll probably have to get vermintspike2020.com actually, but... Yes! That happened. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, so that's how this week went. Uh, we have, um, you know, we have uh, two days left, uh, 48 hours from now. Actually, pretty much right at 48 hours from now, we will be doing the VP debate, I'm told. Uh, we will see if that's what happens. 
Oh, Casey, it's good to see you, and we will. I will. I will catch up with you uh, very uh, shortly, um, sometime tomorrow. Um, but you know, we are uh, we're in the final days, and we will see how it goes on Saturday. We will be picking the nominee. Uh, if you are a delegate, we hope to have your support. Uh, please give us your debate tokens so that we can uh, register. We can qualify for the debate stage, and please vote for us and only us. Please vote for us uh, for the uh, for the nomination. Uh, for president and vice president and uh chris if you buy that web address I, we're gonna have problems um so anyway so yeah we uh we have a uh so that's what we're doing and um if you are a delegate you will probably hear from me or you've probably gotten an email from me and i i, I welcome you to reach out and ask me any questions you may have and if you're just waiting for us to get the nomination and support us in the general we cannot wait uh, we are very much looking forward to moving into that phase of it. Um, and uh, we greatly appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, so uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, I will be doing a uh, uh, an episode of My Fellow Americans, which will essentially be an AMA and call-in segment um, for people to call in, ask any last-minute questions before I do the debate the following day. Um, and then uh, I will be doing the debate on Thursday, the LNC bifurcated, bifurcated convention vp debate um and then on uh friday uh in uh i think i think it's at 11 i believe friday at 11 i will be on a special episode of the chris and spikey show with spike and chrissy uh where we will be interviewing john mcafee uh on friday at 11 and yeah i know and then uh and then uh on saturday friday at 11 friday 11 a.m oh okay yeah 11 11 in the morning that makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense, yeah. Uh, and then uh, on Saturday, uh, Lord Willen and the Creek Don't Rise, uh, Vermin Supreme and I will be nominated to be your next president and vice president of these United States. Are, are you, So I've actually been wondering this because I've seen stuff all over the social medias. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be known Friday who gets the nomination? Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, Friday is when they're doing like credentialing and the nomination speeches. Uh, Kim Ruff is going to be doing my nominating speech. She'll be sure to tune into that because I, I do believe they're going to live stream the whole thing for everyone else to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to happen on, that's all going to happen on Friday. And then I believe Saturday is the actual day of the nomination. Um, because they also have to, this is technically part of the convention, so they have to allow for if the delegates vote to do other business. I don't think they're going to do other business because uh, a lot of state parties have, uh, state affiliates have written resolutions saying that if anything other than the presidential and vice presidential nomination happen, they will not uh, recognize the results and they will just they will just nominate uh, their own, they will uh, place their own candidate of choice on their state ballot. Uh, and so that's going to prevent it from probably going to prevent it from becoming anything else. Uh, but they have to allow for the time. So, uh, Saturday, Chris, we have no idea what time, like, uh, I, I, I believe it's going to be morning, but I'm not certain. I think they're still working on all that stuff. And I've honestly been so busy with delegate service in the past week that I, I, I haven't even followed that part of it. Um, I just show up when I'm told. Uh, so we will see how that goes, but I, I do believe it's morning for that. Um, and, uh, then we will. We will find out how this all goes. That Richard, will be 
completely off topic, but Gretchen mm-hmm. Whitmer is saying that she's had open discussions with Joe Biden about being the VP. That doesn't surprise me. It'll be a stupid choice. That would be a, that it'd be a stupid be. choice because she's not popular right now. And all of the talk on the left that Joe Biden needs is that he needs to pick a progressive woman of color. Gretchen is arguably progressive. She is decidedly not of color. And if you don't pick Kamala Harris or Stacey Abrams, there's going to be problems. Like it just is, or, or some, or I forget the, the lady's name that's in Florida. What's that? Uh, Val Demings. Yeah. Yeah. Val Demings. The woman who was Obama's, uh, ambassador to the UN. I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now. Wasn't Obama's ambassador ambassador to the UN a, a redheaded woman, a white woman? No. She was a black woman. Oh, Susan Rice. Yes. I kept going. St- I, I knew it started with an S, and I kept thinking Stacey Abrams. And I'm like, it's not her. Stop. Don't think that. Stop thinking Stacey Abrams. Stop trying to make Stop Stacey thinking- Abrams a thing. Um, yeah, Susan Rice. So that will be a terrible pick, which just, again, just helps us. Um, uh, Chris Reynolds wants to know what time we have the results now. Chris. Don't know yet. As, as a very, very long time member of the Libertarian Party, I can, uh, I, I can say with some of <laughs> With some authority here, uh, if they predict that it's going to happen at one o'clock in the afternoon, plan for eleven o'clock at night on the following day on Sunday. Right on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be. You're going to be. A, this is a Zoom call with twenty five hundred people. Twenty five hundred people. Oh, we're up to twenty five hundred people. Mm-hmm. that's what we're so, about to do yeah get ready for uh get ready for a delay on whenever you think it's going to come yeah and if they were all meeting in person it would still be a delay mm. i just put that out of the way now yeah um however it being a zoom call it's going to be a longer delay so whatever you would initially think for a just uh, add in-person extra hours yeah add a few extra hours to this. So, yeah. So this is going to be, um, that's the worst call ever. Correct. Yeah. This is going to be, I mean, the people who organized it would tell you that this is going to be the worst zoom call ever. Um, it is what it is. And we're dealing with the reality that we're dealt, but, uh, yeah, no, it's not going to be fun. Uh, so we are going, it'll be fun when we get nominated though. That'll be sexy, huh? Nice, sexy nomination. And, uh, so then that'll happen, and so we will then have maybe something fun on Sunday. You want to do a post-nomination muddied Zoom or something fun? Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, we'll do a post-nomination uh, muddied Zoom. Let everyone tune in and hang out with us and <laughs> instantly regret the choice they just made. Um, maybe not do that. Maybe do maybe wait a week to do that. Well, we'll see. We may do a special muddy zoom on on Sunday, and then we'll be back here for the muddy waters of freedom with Matt Wright and VP nominee Spike Cohen. 
because I'm Spike Cohen and you are the power. And this is the cowlick. So, folks, oh, Matt, if people are trying to find us on the internet, how how would they do that? Uh, really simply, you could, if you just want to listen to our sweet, sultry, buttery, smooth voices, you can our head on voices. Up, head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters, or you can just head on over to muddiedwatersmedia.com where you can find this in every single episode as well as links to every single one of our social media. All of our social media is so sexy. Sexy social media. Sexy media. And really, if you are if you have a preferred platform, you just look for Muddy Waters Media and you'll find us because we're on it. So, well, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. If you, By go. the way, everybody. Yes. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, even if you don't use Apple and give us a five star rating on that bad boy, but then give Spike a negative review. And in a later episode, Steve Messina will be reading those reviews. So, <laughs> sure that that. so he has plenty of reviews to read right now. He's only running at about four or five. That'll be perfect. Perfect. You got to let me down. After the nomination, I need to be kind of put back into my place, and that'll be a perfect way to do it, to have Stephen Messina read my hate comments, uh, my hate mail. I'm sure they are. So so if you are a delegate, uh, really, even if you're not a delegate, VermanSupreme2020.com, Spike2020.com, at RealSpikeCohen on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash LiterallySpikeCohen, or if you're searching in the Facebook search, it's SpikeCohen, your next VP. Uh, And I would love to hear from you. If you are a delegate especially, feel free to reach out. I know we only have a couple days left, but feel free to reach out on Messenger, phone, text message, whatever, email, all those things. Uh, Be sure to reach out and uh, be happy to answer any questions. I hope to have your debate token and I hope to have your vote, your sole vote. Only vote for me and uh and vermin and uh yeah so we uh we will see you in a week when i am hopefully your next vice president and where we're going we don't need roads (laughs) 